former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect, but on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. Hebrews 7, 18 to 19. Kia ora and happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast, formerly the 99th most popular podcast among Kiwis on Spotify. A big shalom to those who have been taught by God and welcome to episode 10. I have two guests with me today. It's the first time I've been outnumbered by the guests talking to uh, a couple who have come to Jesus, which is super exciting. Mark and Catherine, welcome. Hi. Thank you. So good to have you with us. Let's just start this off with you both just introducing yourself to me and, well, I know you, but to our audience. Okay, my name is Mark Davies. I am a father, husband, uh, born in Britain, and uh, we moved to New Zealand 21-ish years ago now, and uh, yeah, and uh, love it here, and never thought about going back, really. Cool. That's great. We're glad, glad to have you in the country. That's great. And what about yourself, Catherine? I'm Catherine, and um, I'm a mum and a wife and a sonographer. What are the What are the ages of your children? So Anna is 15, Reese is 13, and Isaac is 11. Very cool. So a lot of stuff going on at this stage in life. Uh, yeah, it is. And, and um, in the last three years, we've decided to homeschool. Yeah. So um, that's made things a lot more interesting as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, having all three of them at home at the same time, and then trying to trying to juggle activities as well, and and, and give them the the social stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah, Anna does cricket um, socially, doesn't she? With Papa Mao, Reese mm. is doing icons at the moment. We're mm. trying to get Isaac into something. He's He's more of an introvert. He like, doesn't really want to get involved. <laughs> but um, yeah. Very cool. And how long have you two been married? Awkward <laughs> <laughs> silence. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nineteen April nineteen nine. We got married. So nearly twenty five years. Nearly twenty five yeah. years in April. Very exciting. And could you both tell us um, what it means for you guys to be Christian as you understand it at the moment? I'm sure there's been some level at which uh, that's evolved, but we. You're on here because you're you're Christians and, and people want to hear yep. your story. So let's just fast forward to now. Um, what is the Christian life all about for you at the moment? I think for me it is um, at the at the stage of life we're in with the the, the age the children are. The, our Christian walk is very much focused on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we're here because um, you know we. I, I mean, I came to faith later in life mm. and. Um, you know, I want them to grow up with a faith that yeah. I didn't have. And so our focus is on um, training them up, uh, making sure they understand the gospel, making sure they understand who God is and who Christ is and what he did for us. Mm. And um, and also, in a way, protecting them from the world as well. Mm. Um, I, I see that, you know, as a, as a father, it's... Uh, it's my my main priority, really, and especially yeah. in today's world, it's a very different world that that they're growing up in that I grew up in. Sure. So, yeah, um, and I guess as as a result of that, we tend to feel like sojourners. Mm. So being a Christian today feels like being a sojourner. Yeah. It's yeah. like you, you're 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 not part of the yeah. world. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to be. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, some of those themes from Genesis and Hebrews, I think, feel very real 
at the moment yes. for a lot of Christians, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, what, what about yourself, Catherine? Um, I think as well as um, what Mark just said, it's and particularly the last few years, it's been equipping myself with mm. more more godly input um so that i know what i'm talking about when i am trying to um educate my children um and and so that i know who god is Mm. the god that i love and that Mm. i want to uh serve cool uh, so i know i'm more that's awesome so let's get into a little bit of the story about how you guys came to be where you're at one of the reasons i'm excited about this episode is uh, you're not the you're not the most senior in age of guests that we've had, um, but I think in terms of the stage of life that you came to faith, you're probably older. You were older when you came to faith than probably any other guest I've had on, which makes the story super interesting. Okay. It's not it's not common. You. Me, not but not Catherine. Not. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So so and that's me assuming some mm. of the story yeah. a little bit as well because yeah. we've probably talked more. Yes, Mark. we have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so could you talk about pre-Christian? life for, for both of you and, and how that looked so uh you probably already can tell we we grew up in the uk um i went to st mark's church of england school mm-hmm. i spent morning you know assemblies we did hymns you know we sang mm. things like all things bright and beautiful and morning is broken and all those sort of things and we said the lord's prayer every day i then went on to um bishop wordsworth school which mm-hmm. was in the in the shadow of Salisbury Cathedral mm-hmm. and uh, again a Christian school you know we were connected to the cathedral mm. um, we had a chaplain and all that sort of stuff so I had uh, a very cultural Christian right. schooling a very co- uh, I was in the Boy Scouts so that was all connected to churches in England so okay. I had all of the words but none of the spirit okay um, so I look back and I think yeah I can see why, you know, I'm drawn to it because it was given to me. Mm. But at the time, it was just part and parcel of growing up in, in Great Britain. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I never felt anything spiritual about it. I just it went in one ear and out the other, yeah. much like most of my schooling. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, yeah, I, I left home. Um, went and explored the world, explored all kinds of um, different stuff, mm. and uh, came when I came home one day, um, there was this yeah, lovely young lady at the canoe club, mm. and um, I ended up asking her to marry me, and, uh, and then through that, like I didn't even think about Christianity then, mm. I knew she was a Christian, mm. didn't really bother me, we got married in a church, I said my vows, in a church mm. in front of a vicar in an Anglican church and um, and it wasn't until we'd had race no 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 we oh, I, I, I remember I went to Earthling yes, Borough yes yes Catherine's friend who was a Christian needed a <clears throat> canoe instructor he needed a senior instructor mm-hmm. for the you mm. know the paperwork yes and so I went along and it was a Christian activity center okay and um, yeah the, the, the guys there convinced me you know, that Christianity was real. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's like all into it. And then I went back home and hung out with my old mates again and right. I just forgot about it. Mm. Um, and uh, and then there was other little things along the way, but ultimately um, it was, it was only, it was a 2010. Um, and I know you asked this question before about, you know, do you see a place where, you know, God's providence has happened and, and um, hmm. there was, I was working at Mount Monganui College and 
I couldn't. I got in my van and I couldn't find my wallet. Mm. So I went all around the school staff room searching for it, and I bumped into um, a guy called John Devery, who is at the church where Catherine was going. She he was at Holy Trinity Church, and okay. he said to me, "Ah, oh, Mark, uh, do you uh, you want to come along to Alpha course?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, all right then." Mm. And then after that, I went back to my van. I couldn't find my wallet, and there it was, sitting in the pocket of my van <laughs> right. where I looked before and just didn't you know it's yeah. like I was blind to it yeah and, right. and there was this divine hmm. um, meeting that I'd had um, hmm. and uh, and then I did Alpha at Holy Trinity that's amazing and um, and that was that was really the hmm. start of, of a true faith hmm. for me yeah so let's say if you know if I would have stopped you on the street say Mark Davies in 2008 yeah and posed to you what do you think the meaning of life is? What do you? What's your worldview? What would two thousand eight Mark have likely said? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what two thousand and eight Mark would have said. I could have told you what nineteen ninety seven Mark would have said. Okay. Um, but I think I was. I think in two thousand and eight, I was so preoccupied with. Um, my job as a because as a, I was a teacher and I was kind of moving up mm. the 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 scale and I think I sort of I was just taken on a head, assistant head of department role okay and so my focus was just on my my yeah. my career yeah at that point and I probably wasn't giving much thought to the meaning of life. Okay. Um, my dad died in two thousand and ten, right. which I think was probably a catalyst. Mm. Um, the other thing that was happening at that point in my life as well was yeah. I, I went through a bout of depression too. Okay. So I was probably psychologically, you know, probably thinking about the meaning of life yeah. and it was affecting me because right. my worldview meant there was nothing. Right. <laughs> so you would have Which probably is, said that if someone said, you know, what's after death? So you would have probably said, eh. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, so your story is a little different there, Catherine. Um, what was your pre-Christian life like? Um, well, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, mm-hmm. although my um, dad's dad was a Christian, mm-hmm. um, but neither of my parents went to church, but they sent me off to Sunday school okay. um, when I was younger, and then when I was too old to be in Sunday school, the vicar rang me up and said, would you like to join the church choir? Mm which I did, and lowered the age of the uh, members of the church choir by probably about 40-odd years. Wow. Um, and these little old ladies would fuss around me and look after me and show me where I was meant to be. Imagine a tiny little village in the beautiful part of England, like very English, <laughs> with a very English-Anglican church yeah. in it. And that's the church, that's where we got married, and that's yeah. the church yeah. that, that uh, Catherine... It was colder inside yeah. than it was outside. <laughs> yeah. right. you, had, you had to wear your, church, your, your coat underneath your church. Your Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I, I think I have. To me, I've almost always sort of been a Christian. Mm. I've always understood it. Nothing has ever not made sense okay. to me. Um, and when I left the village, I went to America for a year as a nanny, and I. I remember ringing home and saying, Mum, Mum, can you ask 
Mr. Rutherford, what kind of church I'm, you know, what what kind of church do I try and find in America? And and he was like, oh, an Episcopal one. I'm like, okay, right. So off I trundled to find an Episcopal church near me and joined the church choir there and right. did, did that for a year. And then mm. when I came back and went off to university, I kind of joined the Christian Union at, at university, but they were um, at that time very charismatic okay. um and i was like on the edge of that yeah. thinking you oh, know what is this is this right is this not right mm. um but it would have been at university at some point that i thought no actually i need to take this a little bit more seriously mm. didn't take it as seriously as i should have done yeah. at that point um and then just sort of drifted more or less yeah. after that for quite a bit right uh-huh. okay we'll come back to some of this just picking up where i guess some of these key moments mm. <laughs> uh, happen from so let's, let's jump back to you mark so you've mentioned the the alpha course mm-hmm. that was providentially uh brought to your attention so talk to me a bit about your i guess encounters with it i guess would you say it seriously hit your world at that point i mean talk to me through that chapter of the story um so I went along to Alpha. It wasn't my first time at Alpha, actually. Mm. I'd been before at Holy Trinity, and it was... I had some... I had the obvious hard questions that non-believers have, and the people who were leading the course were not equipped for someone like me. So I I recognized that it was probably not a good space for me to ask those sort of questions. But the second time round, this this, uh, guy, John Devery, he was the leader, and and so he was very patient with me, and he, you know, we we talked a lot and it was good for me to have a a male older male you know experienced Mm. christian um helping me and there was there was another guy as well an old south african guy Mm. who was part of that uh, group as well who was also very wise Mm. uh, and helped me through that through my questions and um and and during alpha i don't know if you know anything about the structure of the course but they have a holy spirit weekend Okay. Where where you we we went down to Keswick, the Christian camp down at, on the opposite side of the lake. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you. And they had, and there's you know it's all structured to to the point where you know you you're supposed to receive the Holy Spirit and that kind of stuff. And so yeah, on the Saturday night before we did that part of the course, we had a bit of free time and we went down to Kerosene Creek. So I jumped in my van and I put my um, my original i don't know it wasn't original but it was an ipod touch maybe yeah. and i put it on a, maybe an early iphone i put it on genius playlist and um yeah it, it had um i had um oh, i knew the songs before i <laughs> all my life i've been searching for something by okay. food fighters and then we had nail in my hand from my creator from audio slave okay and i thought really god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at that point i kind of knew yeah. That this is a this is a this is a a pivot point in my life. Yeah. This is where I everything changes. Yeah. I, and, I, and I knew I had to give everything. Mm. And I think previously in my life I thought you know if I ever become a Christian it's got to be all or nothing. It's mm. not something that you can just dabble in. Yeah. Um. And I think that's probably what put me off for so long because mm. I knew that I would have to commit mm. completely. Yeah. So so yeah so that that. That was the Alpha course, and I and I in a way gave my gave my life to Christ that night, mm. 
And then the course kind of continues for a few weeks. And we had one of the evenings was a prayer evening. And I was struggling with trying to quit smoking at the time. Mm. And I went up for prayer and I asked for help to quit smoking. I'd done patches, pills, hypnosis, <laughs> everything, and, and nothing had worked. And I had prayer. Three days later, I quit smoking and never thought about it again. Mm. And so that's kind of... There's an anchor for my faith there. That's that God answers prayer, mm. and so, um, so Alpha. Although if I was to look back at it now and theologically from that point of view, I would I would question some of the things. Yeah. But it was an awesome tool to get me in a place where that's I right. could I could I could receive awesome. you know mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think that's stuff. a super balanced thing you're saying there too because I think a lot of people. You know, perhaps when they grow in their faith or come to adopt certain perspectives that they think are a little bit more switched on or a little bit more in tune with what Scripture is saying, they can kind of go to one end of a pendulum swing where you just disregard anything that wouldn't precisely say it how you're saying it now. And it's like, that's not to say you haven't got some good insights now, but it is also to say, like, God's at work outside of people mm. that would say it exactly how I would. And, and that's that's awesome that he acknowledged it. Okay, so, that's, so that's great. So go back to you, Catherine. Mm-hmm. So there's you... Um, you, you mentioned some of these things that have happened when you're a young adult, and then you sort of mentioned that you went away from it a bit, or you parked it a bit. Mm. So describe, I guess, your your interaction with the faith in, in this meantime. Um, okay. So. Um, where does it come? Where does it become real for you again? Um. It was mainly. I think we were. I was drifted away because I hadn't found a church where mm. we were. And so then we went in Sheffield long before we then ended up in New Zealand. Mm. And we ended up living in a little rental between 2nd and 3rd Avenue right near Holy Trinity Church. And we had good friends come over from the UK with their six-month-old baby. And Joy said to me, come on, let's go. Let's go to church. And so she took me over there and I carried on worshipping there. Um, through to the point where I had Anna, um, and I was born in 2007 and you know what it's like at church with a small baby and, um, you sometimes feel like, what is the point in being there? Cause you're not listening. You can't hear anything. And, and you're like, oh, okay. And I remember it must've been around when she was about 18 months old. I thought, Mm. why am I doing this? What? And I kind of just stopped going as regularly for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then had Reese in 2010 Mm -hmm. and I almost distinctly heard God saying at about three weeks old take them take them back to church Mm. take them back to church and so I bundled them all up and what but this time we were living up in the Kaimais oh no we were in Wakum Bay then yes we we? were and uh off off I went to church then and then um then this is around um, about all of Mark's stuff all sort of right. started happening just right. after that. And that was the weirdest thing ever, having yeah. the house. Like, he, he wanted to put worship music on. When right. had, we hadn't really had worship yeah. music on in the house yeah. because he didn't appreciate it. I, I always, when I organised the CD collection, Catherine's worship CDs had their own special uh, right. corner. Right. So was this, like, yeah, so was this a pretty 
Like, how was that? I mean, was it something that you were anticipating that Mark was going to go to a alpha course and did, um, become a Chris? As, as he said, he had done one when we first yeah. got or got halfway through yeah. one and then didn't complete it, and then. Um, I, yeah, I was just blown away by mm. him coming home and saying, ah, oh, you know, John's invited me to come to the Alpha course and I think I'm going to go. And yeah. I, okay, you know, you're just kind of keeping it on the down low yeah. a little bit and just <laughs> praying hard yeah. out. That didn't come out of the blue either because when my dad died, I, yeah. I ended up going back to the UK. Okay, and, that's true. And um, I was staying with my best friend, Nigel, who married... Catherine's best friend Joy and um, I was staying with them and uh, the volcano erupted the Icelandic volcano okay. erupted and I was trapped in the UK another one of God's providences <laughs> he made this volcano blow up and he kept me in the UK for an extra week and I went along to a men's group because Joy said to me what are you going on to Nigel's men's group I was like oh, alright then <laughs> so I went along and there's these doctors and lawyers and they're watching the Luther movie oh, yeah. with Ralph Fiennes. Great film. Yeah, I love that movie. And they were discussing it, I thought, and they were really intellectual about it. I thought, this is not an image I have of Christian men. Right. This is a really cool, I like this image of Christian men. Oh. And so the, the, I, I already had been softened up yeah. in a way. That's cool. Um, to, to the next stage. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's probably lessons in that, eh? And I think, um, yeah, I mean, speaking of Luther, that's a, that's a good segue to talk about the gospel and i mean i'd be interested in your takes on that like you you mentioned catherine that to in some in some way you've always sort of had association association with christianity but i wonder if there's moments in either of your lives where you first would you remember hearing these quite specific claims of the gospel i.e you are sinful you've sinned against your creator um to the extent that Christ had to come and die for that, you need to trust in him alone, turn away from that. Do you remember those particular claims and demands landing in your world and how you interacted with them? I think that's been far more recent than it should have been in terms of in lockdown and we were sort of between churches, weren't we? And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, somehow in our YouTube feed, Vody Balcom came up and which then led us to... John MacArthur yep. and a few of those other guys yeah. um, and our home group at the time that we were still in one of the guys Clark said we're going we're gonna to watch this movie the uh, American Gospel yeah. movie like, great film alright oh, well, no actually I think the American Gospel movie came before us listening to Vody mm. yeah um, and yeah. so we watched with a little bit of scepticism of mm. the American Gospel movie okay. but it obviously clicked in a little bit more because it was like these guys take this so seriously the, mm. their Christianity and I know that I had been thinking throughout say maybe 10-20 years prior to this you know mm. I feel like I don't I'm not changing I'm not making any progress necessarily in, in mm. my Christian life um, and w- the times that I had did read the Bible I thought again. These these guys take it so seriously. Mm. It's like it's mm. you know it's their life. It's it's yeah. and so there were moments of of that that I thought that. But why is why is the rest of the Christian? Well, I felt like the rest of the Christian world were not taking it as seriously okay. as the people in the Bible and and these other newer guys. And so yeah, by immersing ourselves in 
more of the reformed sermons mm-hmm. that we listened to, it became a lot clearer that, oh my gosh, I am not as good as I think I am. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Funnily enough. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Was it similar for you, Mark? Yes, it was. And it, it was a it was almost like being born again again. Mm. That realization of um the the fact that we inherited our sin from Adam. I mean mm. all this was new to me because mm. it's not necessarily taught and even though in the anglican church which we were in we have a lectionary and we have um confession and it's all kind of built in mm. it, it you know it doesn't necessarily get through unless it's specifically told to you right uh, and so yeah it, it felt like those all subjects revealed. had been avoided or hmm. concealed or, or whatever and all of a sudden um i'm starting to see things for hmm. what they for what they are and i think and part of that I, that that part of my journey started when I was challenged on the creation story because without understanding creation as uh, you know biblical as as fact, mm. you lose the whole point of Adam's you know sin. Sure. Uh, and so, um, prior to to that point, I believe that evolution was all part of you know sure. so God used it. But yeah. but then you start to look at it; it, it doesn't work. If you look at it that way, because death comes into the world after Adam, you can't have death before mm. Adam. So um, as soon as I started taking the beginning seriously, everything else fell sure. into place. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Talk to me about uh, Christians that I guess have been helpful for you guys along the way. So you've been Christians for a little while now. There must be a few people who, in the providence of God, who have appeared in your world, who have been really instrumental, who have helped you grow. Could you could you speak to, you know, maybe a couple of those people we each? We talked about that in the car, didn't we? We did. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> um, and and said that, in in some ways, it's people have. We can look back and see people that got put in our lives mm. to help us along in the way, but we almost feel like we've, gone not really past them. That sounds terrible, but like, or they haven't come with us on the journey. Sure, that um, sometimes happens. Mm. But specifically, I'd uh, say Marie and John, mm-hmm. the same same John who invited me to Alpha. Yeah. They've they've been a pivotal, that's very pivotal, cool. yeah, uh, no, pivotal part of uh, our yeah uh, our journey. What a legend inviting you along to that. I mean, that's mm. that's not a small thing. No, you know, that's that, that's worth celebrating. You know, no, <laughs> someone went out of his way to invite you. Yeah. a lot of people wouldn't go do that. See, they know? knew they knew Catherine because Catherine was singing in the music team, and right. John was a sound tech, and Marie yeah. worked at the church. So mm. they they knew, they knew Catherine, and so I was kind of this outsider that you know was not mm. a Christian. Right, and, and so, at the time they didn't have grandchildren, and so our children were right. like the cool. experiment on yeah. uh, for, for their grandchildren. Yeah. So they would you know dote. On our children because we hadn't got any relatives. What here. legends? Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Um, yes, yeah. That's they became cool. extended. They became the family that we didn't have. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. That's great. Really... Yeah, cool. Mm. Uh, any other people that you think far out? This has been great. Um, when I when I was in the states uh, as a nanny, um, I connected with a girl called Karen who um, just she's just a beautiful person mm. she came from a lovely christian home mm. and um, she wasn't too far away from me in initially in america and we would see each other for weekends and i would go to her church mm. um and then um 
she in fact gave me one of my first proper like a, a study bible mm. um and we have remained friends and um, connected with each other um yeah for, for the last 20 that's so 20 cool. odd years that's really cool mm. there's really it special friendship yeah. um that you can build in this mm. stuff eh? yeah just uh, just very deep uh, relationships for sure that's great Hey, talk to me about some of the things you've learned along the way. And I guess what I mean by that, are there things, I guess, with it in mind where you guys are at now that if you could talk to a, a younger Christian version of yourself, but potentially a freshly converted version of yourself and, you know, sort of warning them, watch out for this, or hey, <laughs> this would be a really good thing to consider up, up front. I mean, you've mentioned a few of them, but mm-hmm. are there other things that come to mind like that that you just, yeah sort of fit in with that yeah I, I don't know I'm one of these people who who looks back at my life mm. like I've done a lot of stupid things like really dumb things mm. um, and I can see God's providence in him yeah. protecting me and so when I look back I think you know all of those things had to get me to here mm. like I would not be here without That's without really going true. through that so I you know I had to go through those things so yeah would I go back and, and change anything no I don't think so mm. but I think you know what's important is to take those lessons that you've learned and apply them to the future I yeah. mean you you're pretty stupid if you if you don't yeah. and even then you know there will be plenty of lessons that I should have learned mm. and I still am not applying them yeah um, but God in his time he you know reveals that to us and you know gives us the ability yeah. to do that um For sure. so um no i don't think i would change i don't think i would change anything mm. no i i wish i had taken it far more seriously earlier on um but that's not to say i wouldn't be where i am i mm. might, mm. might not be here if yeah. i did do that but um mm. that's what i would tell a younger version yeah. of myself yeah. Um, read your Bible. Cool. You read your Bible. Yeah. Um, That's great. That's great. Which leads to the next question. How do you, I guess, individually, but perhaps even you might have a perspective on it um, about how you do that together as well. How, how do Mark and Catherine Davies work scripture into their lives? Um, I do the Christ Kirk Daily Bible Reading Challenge. Okay. Which has Tell a me about that. Um, two. It has two parts in a year. It does a nine-month section and a three-month section. The nine-month section takes you all the way through the the Bible okay. uh, in a year, and then the the shorter, their summer our uh, winter section just uh, does the New Testament or New Testament and Psalms. Cool. And it's funny. I started it um, about. Uh, 18 months ish ago and initially found it very challenging to and it sounds terrible that I couldn't even manage to do you know three or four chapters of of the bible a day but now that seems so short and I you know you almost want more 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 of it I love listening to big sections of it because you feel like you're getting a bigger story yeah um you you want to go back the next day it's like oh find out what happened in yeah. this battle and or yeah. where where did david go next and that's and wonderful like that so i'm that's the, all thanks to cindy weeks and cool. uh, <laughs> hi cindy <if> <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah i'm loving reading my bible now 
A really good friend of mine just messaged me today saying, and he does a lot of driving and I guess his life, and he listened to the whole Bible in five weeks, just as an audio book mm. front to back, and he was just saying, man, the connections you make when you really immerse yourself in it like that, mm. it's, just been, it's just been really cool. So it just sort of brought that yeah. to mind when you're saying that. That's great. What about you, yeah. Mark? Yeah, so I challenged myself. Again, it's sort of similar time as we joined Redeemer and when we started going to Mike and Cindy's, uh, you know, a CG, and that the importance of, you know, reading, the, the challenge to read your Bible in a year. Yeah. Um, so I think I did that. It took me about two years mm. to read it, but yeah. I've, got, I've, I've, I've read it. I can say I've read it cool. all the way through now and I'm starting again. Cool. And, um, and, then, uh, and then the other thing as well is like when, when we first moved house and we were both not working and we mm. had all three kids at home we got into a really good pattern of uh sort of daily devotions with the kids and doing bible readings daily and mm. and i got a book and i can't remember the name of it but it's it's a family bible devotions book and it gives you it's almost like like a a prayer book like the like the the anglican prayer book and right. it gives you like a structure yeah. of how to do cool. things with confessions and blessings and stuff like that in as well yeah and um that was great and then i started working Catherine started working and patterns get you know uprooted and so when uh uh patrick uh a church was saying that they were getting up early and doing bible reading with uh caden all right that's time you know, it's, cool. it's a good way Christians keep each other accountable. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, no, it's, so brilliant. it's a good time to actually start doing it again. So the last, we're into our second week of it now, getting the kids up at seven o'clock in the morning. We do a uh, Bible study. So we read through the book of James last week, you know, cool. one chapter a day. And we started one Timothy mm. on Monday. And um, and then we just pray for our day. Mm. And, um, and, and yeah, mm. and then... Uh, and then when I can fit it in, I, I have, I'm listening to a John MacArthur, it's the New King James Version, but it has his, like, it's an audible book, yeah. and it's got his notes at the end uh -huh. of it as well, so yeah. you can li listen to uh, a few chapters, and then he picks up on some of the themes, and he explains them, and cool. stuff like that, so that's great. a bit of commentary. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Spurgeon would ask people who would join the Metropolitan Tabernacle in London in the 1800s, uh, Aside from all the other questions he would ask them, what would you like to accomplish for the Lord? Um, so what do Mark and Catherine Davies, thinking of the Lord willing, decades ahead of the mm. Christian life, how do you want to serve the Lord with your lives? I'd like to think that I am raising three warriors for mm. the faith. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. I see, We I talked to Anthony the other day about you know, we were talking about war and how we haven't had a war for so long and, our, you know, we seem to be, men seem to be weak at the moment. And I, the, my feeling is that the war is not necessarily a, a physical war, but that I'm raising children mm. for a spiritual mm. one. The, the, that battle is certainly raging. You know, it's always been raging, but it mm. seems to be, having grown up in a culturally Christian country where yeah. things are fairly stable, the yeah. law that we have is built on God's law, and all that's being eroded right. away so fast yeah. in my lifetime that it's it's easy to see where the battleground is. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. What about you, Catherine? I I I agree. I think if if anything we can do in our life is to 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 produce three three little disciples who will be bigger. Mm. Um, I'm not aiming for 
you know anything splendid or magnificent Perfect. for me beautiful. but to be to be able to disciple those three yeah um, beautiful well that's awesome yeah that's that's very awesome hey let's switch it up and do some rapid fire questions go as long as you need to on all of them I'm not trying to limit how long you go but um, just whatever comes to mind so first one uh, I guess from from either of you from both of you favourite book of the Bible and why I think for me it's probably Job hmm. um, I when I first became a Christian I started tertiary study almost immediately it was due to the they, were, they put it they put it on at uh, Holy Trinity oh, yeah. and so uh, uh, I the second paper I did was Old Testament and one of the books I had to study was Job and so to so early on to get thrown into I think I had a few choices and mm. I chose Job because mm. um, it had like some interesting stuff in it mm. and yeah every time I go back to it there's more totally. there's more there and it's such a reassuring book on those dark times that you have as you know when you take his example of his faith mm. that all the things that happened to him and he remained faithful it's it's very it's a really encouraging book mm. yeah beautiful what about you Catherine? i don't know if i can pick just one but my first choice would be psalms mm -hmm. um you've got everything in there yeah you can cry you can laugh you can got the gospel you've got um times to be hopeful yeah um everything in there mm. um philippians mm. but that's my a lot of people use that one it's a great <laughs> it's a great i did book. have i was thinking as i was doing my bible reading and i was reading through one peter i was like this is really good and then mm. you just asked me why and now i can't even think <laughs> why but i really liked it when oh. i read it through <laughs> don't even know where to start with this thing it's amazing but it's good it's a very yeah I was very like, special this is book. really cool and now i can't even remember yeah. why oh that's an amazing book but, are either of you uh, life verse people? I, I have, <laughs> I have, I have a verse which has stuck with me and yeah. it's changed its meaning for me. Okay. And that is uh, Romans twelve two. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And mm. I always felt that was like, I always felt like it was something that you you know you um, to it was. The do not be transformed used to stick with me. And then I heard a sermon. I don't know. Do not be it, conformed. Do not be conformed. What did I say? Do not be transformed. Transformed. Yeah. Do not be conformed. Just for the sake of that. Yeah. I don't know right. what you mean, it was probably a message version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, sure. Um, Which you haven't read. No. <laughs> and then I heard somebody. Uh, because, and then growing uh, be, being in a church which is kind of more feely than intellectual. I then heard a sermon on it where it said, or somebody talked about it. It's like this is a, this is about your mind, and your the 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 mind is the thing that you give to God more so I think, or as well as your heart. You know, mm. I think everything was kind of. When I first became a Christian, I felt everything was up here in my head, mm. and I looked around, and everybody else was like, real lovey-dovey heart mm. Christians. And I thought I need to, and I, I said this. I said I need to move my Christianity from my head to my heart. Mm. And then I realised that no, it's actually the yeah. intellect, and it's actually reading the word and understanding mm. God's word. That's the thing that moves yeah. it to your heart. Not it's not something that's naturally. Mm. You, you've got to have 
that understanding in order for it, mm. in order for him to dwell in your heart, you need to have that head understanding. The mind is a is a huge it's, aspect yeah. of the Christian life. There's a really cool but um, John Frame. Have you heard of John Frame? No. He's a yeah theologian slash philosopher out of Westminster. He's retired now, but he's got this book. I think it's called a history of theology and philosophy. But basically, at the start of the book, he compiles every scripture to do with the mind and just puts them just like a big thread of it and it, it takes quite a while to wade through it and I, it just struck me just being immersed in it and you just go whoa like scripture has a ton to say about this it was just a, a, yeah it was quite overwhelming but in a good way mm-hmm. you know just just seeing that all connected there so yeah I highly recommend it it's a great book but um, yeah that intro just yeah really really powerful do you have a life verse or is that not really your deal not really no yeah, me neither no. that's cool uh, best, so best thing about being a Christian the people People. You, it doesn't matter whether you've met them before or not. You meet another Christian and they feel like family. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think knowing, knowing, knowing where who I am in this world, mm. knowing that I am known, mm. and sort of connecting it back to perhaps before I was a Christian. You don't know any. It, there's no nothing to stand on. Mm. Whereas as a Christian, I have a rock. Mm. I have a solid ground to stand on. Yeah. Awesome. Book of the Bible you'd like to understand better? How long you got? <laughs> <laughs> so many of them. I don't know all of them. Cool. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Probably probably Revelation. Cool. But nice. Yeah. That's great. Uh, favorite Christian song. I might have to steal Jamie's one here. In Christ Alone. Mm. That's a pretty good one. Beautiful song. Yeah. Um, Be Thou My Vision. Awesome. Everyone's given me old school stuff. Every guest I've had on there has given me old school stuff. But that's why I love it. Like Christ I'm, Alone's not... Yeah, that no, that's true. That's the exception. That's yeah. exception. I, and I, th- I feel like... It's one of those ones that will be old school one yes. day because it's so yeah. good that it's definitely it's gonna yeah stand the test of time for sure. Um, favorite or influential Christian authors, thinkers, people that you've maybe never met but you've learned a lot from and found inspiring. James White, mm-hmm. uh, Doug Wilson, John mm-hmm. MacArthur, uh, Jeff Durbin, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's. So this, you know, so many of those guys that have these YouTube ministries, yeah. um, where where I found so much gold, mm. and um, you know, and have and you try it. They've all of them have got, you know, well, a few of them have got a lot of books out as well. Yeah. And so there's just too many to read. This is true. <laughs> this is true. How about you, Catherine? I will go backwards quite a bit and go with your favourite Spurgeon, but also okay. I have just discovered. Um, Thomas Watson. Cool. Um, and I'm just listening to the art of divine contentment. Cool. And um, it's really good. Love it. Have you read that one? I am struggling to remember. I've read quite a bit of the Puritans, and I've read some of his. I'm struggling to remember. I no, I think I have. Yes. It's based on Philippians. Yeah. Two eleven or something like that. Sure. But... Yeah. The Puritans. Mm. Don't even get me started on them. They're so good. Mm. Like you, yeah. Seriously, I'm not going to get started on them because they're, they're just they're so yep. outstanding. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with them. That that's terrific. Maybe um a, a tip for someone. Let's say someone started reading the Bible today for the first mm-hmm. time. You guys get to talk to them. Tips for them, what, or a tip for them. What would you say? 
keep going. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 tip: if if I meet somebody who's talk thinking about reading the Bible, um, I would say you start with I I was told start with the Gospel of John, mm. um, and I think that's because you get the gospel, you know, from the you know obviously from there, but. Um, also, people have said to me, start with Genesis mm. as well. Start yeah. at the beginning. Cool. Um, but I'd say the same, you know, keep keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully that's... Find a good coach. commentary as well. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's... Get a good study Bible. That's key, eh? Someone that can be a bit of a tour guide. That's terrific. Favourite thing about your church? I think my, my favourite thing about my church is our community group. Cool. They're really cool people. Love mm. hanging out with them. That's love... Awesome. love talking to them and chewing the fat and talking theology is great and being yeah. there for each other yeah yeah but yeah you're making not making a difference necessarily but just you know you 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 know that you're you're there for each other yeah well this has been another episode of fill me in uh give us a comment on this episode let us know what you think of it Perhaps if you so desire, give us a five-star rating. Redeemer Church is a Bible teaching church in the center of Tauranga. Our services are at 10.30 on a Sunday morning. Our website is www.redeemerchurch.org.nz. Mark and Catherine, so good to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Grace and peace. <laughs> A lake of gold in the desert sand is less than a cool fresh spring, and to one lost sheep, a shepherd boy is greater than the richest king.